the only sentiment is I hope you both have a great year. <laughs> have a nice year. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another very special episode of After 9, because it's the last one. Wait, no, what? Hold on. No, it's not actually the very last episode of After 9, but it is one of the last episodes of After 9, as you know it, for 2017. Yes, this is episode 109 of After 9. Many thought we wouldn't get past episode 19, but here we are at episode 109 with some very cool news and updates for you, and hoping that you have a wonderful Advent holiday season. So one more time for episode 109, Kristen Lascola. Okay, Cola, how in the world are you? I am so good, Zach. I missed you guys. You guys have been out of town. I've been out of town. <laughs> Traveling. Traveling. I went to Dallas for Thanksgiving. It was a okay. hoot. <laughs> was a good time. Got to see my family and um, remind myself why I live in Southern <laughs> oh, 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 shots fired to our Dallas friends. Apologies whoa, to everyone whoa, whoa. in Texas. <laughs> okay, let's start <laughs> we have, over. We have a lot Recording of Texas listeners <laughs> that we no longer have anymore. Okay, I love Dallas. We had a good time. Um, it's just a little too flat, and and surprisingly, that makes me feel claustrophobic. <laughs> I don't know why. So I was happy to be back. It's called agoraphobia, Christine. Is that okay? I yeah. knew I felt fear something. of wide open spaces. <laughs> like where are the There's hills? There's too much room. The There's too much room. <laughs> I felt very exposed and vulnerable. I did not like oh, okay. it. Okay, there it is. There it is. Yeah. But yeah, doing good. Back in the ministry game, and I'm loving this time of year. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like everything is sort of winding down, yeah. and I actually have time. I have margin, and I'm dreaming, and I'm planning for. 2018. Would you say it's the most wonderful time of the year? Oh, you did go there. But yes, you. I have to agree. Even though that was so cheesy, I do have to agree. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Our whole church, I feel like I'm in a Macy's department store. It is okay. all done up for Christmas. It is beautiful. So I'm in, I'm in the zone right now. I'm just loving Love it. it. So Chad, long time no talk. How in the world are you? Well, as you know, Zach and myself just got back from um, the National Youth Workers Convention not too long ago. Um, you know, and Zach and myself, uh, this was the longest road trip me and him have ever been on um, together. The uh, and and I'll be honest, I think it put a strain on our. I sense that. I sense know? the tension in this in this chat room right now. Actually, can we talk through you, Chris? I don't know if we want to talk to each <laughs> That's other. That's fine. <laughs> Kristen, will you tell Zach? <laughs> I'm here to mediate your friend drama. Thank okay, you. I'm going to start with where it ended. All right? Oh, oh, reverse it. Here we go. Zach and myself, we had to set up a booth, a youth ministry booster booth at the the youth specialties, right? Which was lovely. We had wonderful hosts. And for Tamara and her whole team, we had a great time. They were awesome. All right? We took Zach's like little, I don't know, mom mobile thing that he drives, right? The hatchback. And we had it loaded with stuff, okay? We had all of our like booth swag, tables, all of that, banners, all that stuff, right? I'm a good packer. I pack We're well. loaded in there with our luggage. The day before we leave, Zach informs me, hey, I've bought a Zorby for my house. 
If you're aware of what a Zorbi is, it's... Okay, I'm like, please tell me what a Zorbi is. <laughs> okay, that's even better. <laughs> Good. For our listeners that don't know, Chad's going to tell you, but before you hear what it is, just know it was 40% off. Which somehow makes it... Okay. A Zorbi is literally like a 600-pound beanbag. It's it a is... beanbag for multiple adults. <laughs> Yes, imagine a beanbag large enough to fit two people on it, and Zach's like, yeah, I've bought this, we're going to somehow stuff it in the car, all right? So now now we've got this beanbag pressed up against the back of our heads, right? Like, I look like... I look like that little cat with the suction cups, right? On the front. <laughs> little Garfield. Yeah, on the front windshield as I'm trying to drive home. And Zach's like, yeah, this is going to be real nice. And my kids are going to love this. And you're like. And they do. I'll post pictures down in the notes below. <laughs> so Yeah, Chad, Chad thought it was from my youth room. It's from my house. <laughs> that was. What did Karen think of that? Was she okay with the Zorby coming pretty home? pretty mad about it. <laughs> Yeah, a Zorby is not a thing that you're like, yeah, that's going to fit nicely in the living room, right? Like, you either have designed a room around that thing, or it's in a youth group room. No, there's no design. Don't even put the word design. (laughs) You bring it into your home. That's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're like a frat house or something. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, anyways. That's like resting on the back of our head all the way home. Because you got to pack into it, right? Like you can't pack it last. You got to pack into it to really make sure you get it in there. <laughs> we were pushing like our promotional items into this thing, right? Like, <laughs> oh, it was horrible. And so that was the thing that, like, the straw that broke the camel's back. Leading up to that, like, all of Nationals was just this wild ride, okay? Like, first of all, Zach booked the Airbnb for us, okay? I just, I didn't even look at where we were staying. I'm like, cool, awesome. We get there. First of all, it's this, like, large building, okay, that, like... Downtown, near the convention center. In 1920, this was a very schwanky, nice place. Okay? (laughs) granite staircases. Yeah, which were nice on the Titanic, right? (laughs) So we we check into this place, and it's it's just a little off. The first clue that I'm like, oh, this is bad. There was a sign outside that says, first month's rent, $99. Oh, my God. So a real nice part oh. of town, right? <laughs> it was downtown, a... next to the convention center, <laughs> ne- next to a legitimate disco. All right, from the seventies. Like, like, yeah, it's a seventies disco from the seventies. Not a retro disco. It legitimately was vintage nineteen seventy-two. It just hadn't changed. <laughs> so this is where we're staying. We get up to our room. Okay, we go inside. We start. First of all. The hall entrance of this place, it's too large. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I don't know if you've ever walked down a hall and it's just too wide to actually be a hall. That you're like, this is too narrow to be a room. 
but it's too big to be a hall. I I don't know what this space is. Chad Chad was echoing it with some kind of like hospital vibe to it. That like, is it wide enough Gee. for the gurney? Is it what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> so that keyed me off first. Like, why is this hall so so wide? We get in, and I'm I'm looking around. Everything's clean, clean, right? tidy, tidy room. Everything seems fine, and I'm like, what is odd about this place? And then I realize it. There are absolutely no decorations, like whatsoever. So yeah. I don't know if you've ever no moved cheap motel art in this room. There's just nothing, just yeah. plain white walls. I don't know if you've ever moved out of a place before, but you know the night before you load everything onto the truck, right? Your furniture is still out, but all the decorations are packed in a box. That's what it felt like. So for whatever reason, like when you check into an Airbnb and there are no decorations on it, like it just feels super murdery. Right, like <laughs> it's actually in the review for the thing that Chad left. Is that the, the stay was nice, tidy and cozy, but very murdery. It felt very murdery. Murdery vibe. It did feel very murdery because it just felt like a place that's like, if a serial killer owns this place, he's not going to want to put up a lot of pictures because when he comes in and puts plastic up on the walls, right? Like you just want cleanup to go quickly. Right? If you want to paint over, paint over a smooth surface. Not, let's not mess with any kind of art or decor. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the murdery place that he has us staying in. All right. And and so the the internet was not an actual secure internet. It was an open internet to this entire massive building. All right. So my identity is now all across the world. You can find Chad's credit cards on Tor browsers, on the dark yeah. web. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah. There are multiple Chad Higgins in Germany right now. And so <laughs> <laughs> then the internet goes down. We go downstairs and there are just like tons of people like hanging out in the lobby because there's like a communal TV. <laughs> And then there we are. Oh my gosh. There we are. And it was like, I, I didn't know if we were staying in an Airbnb or like a mission, right? <laughs> and so, like, oh, it was just, it was just weird. And People I. People were like, really comfortable with just coming and going from outside on the sidewalk to come in, warm up, watch a few minutes of TV and go back out. Like, it was just, there was a certain level of it was too comfortable. The, like, the night wow. had, like, the glass pulled, so you had to, like, talk through, like, the grate. Like, there was just something about it that felt like it was an all-night kind of mission. And, again, like, Chad and I are no strangers to being at missions, having started in youth ministry over 13 years apiece. But this was not exactly what we thought we were getting into. So the Shelter Inn uh, comes yeah. highly recommended if you don't mind some of the aspects that were a little murdery. So then we Airbnb <laughs> around like Memphis or what we, I we, – like, we, we, we were Ubering all over Memphis because Chad was like, Uber, yes. if we're going to live downtown, let's at least drive uptown. So we had multiple weird experiences with that. First of all, we, we get uh, an Uber. This like 64 year old grandmother shows up to pick us up. Like, imagine your grandmother that cannot work the GPS has shown up to drive you around town and just wants to talk about life, right? So we get in, she just starts talking about random stuff and just starts driving. And is like missing every turn, turn. imaginable. I'm literally like, ma'am, ma'am, it says turn right. Ma'am, 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 turn right. And she's like, oh, it does. Like she has the earbuds plugged into the phone to listen to the directions and is still getting it wrong. Super uh, questionable. Super questionable. Four four stars. Four stars. 
then in Memphis, there's this like giant pyramid thing, right? That is now like this massive, massive Bass Pro Shop. We get in one guy's car, and he decides that he's going to tell us that he's actually less than credible Acura. <laughs> it was it was a very dented up champagne colored Acura. He's the the manager and owner of the entire pyramid, and some reason he likes to drive Uber on his side right. during the week. <laughs> <laughs> during the week, uh, apparently he doesn't need to be there every day. It keeps him it's grounded, nice. you know. It reminds him of who he really. Yeah, his little is. quote to Chad and I was like, "See that? See that building over there?" And Chad was like, "The pyramid." <laughs> he was like, "I own everything but the bottom floor," and so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's selling that thing? Like, <laughs> archuleted out. I, I guess the bottom floor was the actual Bass Pro Shop. I don't know. <laughs> and, and then the final one, Zach wasn't with me. I was, I was going from a coffee shop. Our back friendship was beginning to fracture, so we started taking separate yeah. numbers. Yeah. We needed some time apart. Uh, <laughs> and I get in there. We're driving across town, and like out of nowhere, this dude's just like, "You ever thought about being vegan?" And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and then, like, the rest of the time, he's, like, grilling me on why I need to be vegan. And, like, oh my like God. how horrible I am that I'm not. And, like, the whole time, I'm I'm just, like, literally, I thought about just opening the door and rolling <laughs> yeah. out. So, oh, my gosh. So, good times. Good times. Made a lot of friends. Got to see a lot of people online that we'd only known offline. So, Kristen, we missed you. It was excellent times. And so, for all of our friends and fam there in Memphis, it was it was good good to be with the YS people and crew. And so, we'll hopefully be back next year. Do you think, like, is your, is your friendship repairable at this point? Because, I mean, you guys have been through quite a lot. Well, so here's when it actually, I think the resolution came at this point. As we were checking out of the Airbnb, the whole thing. The shelter in. The Mission Hotel. Okay. The shelter in. This man (laughs) in a full ski mask, okay? And know that it's 60 degrees outside. Full ski mask in broad daylight, dressed in nearly all black. Yeah. This is. That's terrifying. This is nine o'clock in the morning. Full ski mask. As Zach and I self are walking out, this guy. Yeah, this guy looks at us and says, you guys have a nice year. And I walk by, and that's when I realized that that was the guy that, that owned the Airbnb, and he was late to come murder us. In the room. And, and that's his murderer catchphrase, have a nice year, because have a nice day is already taken. Yeah, because apparently if you live through it, oh my then you should get... You you didn't die today, so have a great year, you right? Like you already had a moment. you already had a great day because you're alive. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, good times, good times. Oh so, yeah, goodness. it was really great. Hey, I, missed I missed a lot. Well, the good news, Kristen, we're really excited. So if for all of our listeners that haven't made plans for the end of January 2018, we're going to be at Youth Ministry Conclave hanging out. We've got the big booth talking about Youth Ministry Booster after nine, and we wanted to see all of you there. It was so good to meet so many people that we had gotten into through the podcast and through, through Booster uh, in Memphis. But if you are in the Chattanooga area or looking for a conference to go to, cannot recommend Youth Ministry Conclave enough at the end of January. Check the links below. We want to see you. We want to hang out because it's a good time so we'll see you then all right but here on after we also want to talk about the most important questions in youth ministry so 
Chad, Kristen, it's near the end of 2017, so the question I have for you that maybe some of our listeners are having on their drive home on a midweek is, what do you think of this year? How did 2017 go for you? Um, what are you hoping for for 2018? Man, I, this year for for us, like personally, has been like an absolutely crazy year, right? Like so many things have been happening with like Youth Ministry Booster and you know, we we kind of made the shift away from resources and then f- primarily just focusing on um, community and network and, and those kind of things. And those are going absolutely fantastic. We launched our uh, brand new network and all of that kind of stuff that is completely laid out in line in, in 2000, um, what is it, 17, yeah. right? Um, and, and that was, you know, absolutely awesome. Um and and so I think I think 2017 was a really really cool year um for us um I mean Kristen came on the podcast right yeah. it's Woo! at least 33% better like easily if not more <laughs> I'll give it 34% <laughs> All right, thirty-four oh. percent, and I'm not going to tell you where that other percent came from, right? Um, <laughs> but I think we all know. Maybe your dislike for Zach, but me yeah, up one percent. It did. It did. The so, small part of me that died with that Zorby went straight to Kristen. Um, no, man, I think that it was awesome. You know, for for me in 2018, I'm I'm excited to continue to see like. Um, what happens in our network? You know, one of the big things that that we're really um, trying to do is to create these really healthy uh, masterminds and communities where youth ministers are able uh, to grow together, to learn together, to share resources together, um, all of those kind of things. We continue to add um, those supplementary training things with um, monthly videos and our semester um, intensive trainings and all of those kind of things. And so as we continue to like bring in other like amazing voices into that. Like, um, I'm just super excited. I'm super excited to see, um, what continues to happen. We've made some amazing, like, um, just connections with people, you know, Kenny and L Campbell with stuff you can use and grow curriculum has been so awesome. Um, and, and and all of that kind of stuff. And so I, I just think that there are so many really, really cool things that are happening with Youth Ministry Booster. And so um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens over the next year, right? Like, if you would have told me that some of this stuff would have happened two years ago, right? When Zach and, and myself were sitting in a coffee shop going, hey, let's start doing a podcast to, to like, give to these people in Oklahoma that we're doing these trainings for, um, it would have blown my mind. And so... Um, I think that's really, really cool. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited. You know, we're finally kind of settled in here in Stillwater. We moved. Moved? And so that's been. You moved this year? (laughs) God, that feels like so long ago, but yeah, yeah, we did. And, and so that's been awesome. Um, I may actually paint over my curb, you know, it's me and my wife went to the university down the road from the university that's in this town. And so our curb has their nasty colors on it. Um, but I don't feel like you can just like move in and start painting over that stuff or your your windows get broken out, right? And so I feel like I can do that. I've, I've gained enough credibility. But what about you, Zach? 
Uh, for me, this was a big year uh, for, for Booster and Afternot, absolutely, but big at home, too. We welcomed our second son into the world, so Gideon James is super cute and super smiley, and uh, we've figured out that our firstborn looks a lot like his mama, and his secondborn looks a lot, uh, Gideon looks a lot like me, and so I hope that doesn't, like, hopefully detract him for the long term in his life, and that he finds ways to be cute and smiley and, and persevere. But he has been a joy upon joy. <laughs> Stuff at church has been really exciting and amazing. I had a great kind of conversation with my executive pastor actually the other day about just all the things that have happened and all the ways that we're like seeing things grow and things come together. I feel like this is like – it was like year three and a half into year four this year at the church that I'm serving at. And it feels like a lot of the things that we laid a lot of groundwork. Chad, I think back to the beginning of this year when you told me, hey, this is that season where you're not going to change anything so things can actually get better. It actually got better because <laughs> we didn't have hey, to rewrite the whole script. And so it was just one of those kind of like almost like the payoff of like a lot of hard work. We added a new middle school ministry leader to our staff, and so now for the for for Kelsey and for Gage that both serve in our ministry, I just feel blessed uh, by their by their energy and their effort and their creativity. Um, it's a it's a real it's a real kind of day. And I, Kristen, if you if you can give me encouragement, um, when you hire a staff member who's a full decade younger than you, I just there was there was a moment <laughs> this year where I felt like maybe I am uh, even at thirty two somehow an elder statesman of youth ministry. And they keep using the word elder. Like uh, one one of one of our people calls me dad a lot. Maybe I'm hoping that's because I have kids oh, and not because I'm I old. get the oh, mom no. too. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it's I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I do know how I feel about everything else going on, and just feeling really blessed and thankful. And so for ministry folks that are listening, if you are caught between two seasons. I, I, maybe I can't tell you enough, but if, if it's if it's the season that you're waiting for the thing to to harvest to pay off, uh, it may be around the corner. So hang on, because there was a tough season earlier this year that led into a really just kind of bountiful summer into fall, and it's just just kind of reaping the benefits. And so it's been been really excellent. But for mom, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So I my tech guy, my video and tech guy calls me mom and he's like 17 he's the only one i let call me mom my other interns tried it and i said no no nobody can call me mom just just my video guy i make an exception but yeah it's been i feel i don't know how you guys feel hearing what you say i'm sure you agree but um I feel like I ran really fast in 2017. Like, I just feel like every time I would think, all right, after I get through this, it'll be, it'll be smooth. Oh, nope. After I get over this hill, it'll be smooth. Nope. After I get over this hill, it'll be smooth. And I just feel like I had so many really big um, projects from like April until the end of October. And so now I'm like, just feel so excited that I can start dreaming for the next year and kind of have some margin and time to, you know, reboot and reset and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the biggest thing for us this year, we um, didn't do a personal move uh, like you, Chad, but we did a church move and we had been uh, renting space in a high school in our town for like the past 12 years and we finally moved into our own building and it um is i feel like i work at a resort it is gorgeous it far exceeds my expectations and i just feel so um 
blessed, like I can't believe I get to work here kind of thing. And that's just created so much momentum. We've grown 50% this year, um, you know, just by making that big move. And we did a really cool night and had like parents attend youth group with their students. And our our youth group is called Chaos. It's middle school ministry. I'm sure you can connect the dots there. Um, but it was bring your parents to Chaos Night. And we just made some raving fans out of these parents and parents brought to tears by watching junior hires worship. And um, yeah, it was just I feel like that was my last big, big thing other than like a Christmas, you know, themed youth group later on. But that was my last big thing of this year. And I just felt like, wow, okay, that that was like the the cherry on top of of some big, big projects this year. Because, um, yeah, I just feel really stretched, too. I feel like I've done a lot of speaking this year and a lot of learning and a lot of growing and kind of just feel God developing some other gifts. I don't know, surprising sometimes. So it's it's pretty cool. It's been a good year. You know, I think I think there's probably a lot of people that, you know, when you start reflecting back at a year, right? Like you feel like, oh man, it almost feels overwhelming, right? Like, oh, it's, there have been so many things, like either good or bad, but it, it seems like a lot of people that I talk to, they're just like, oh, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, all that kind of stuff. Like, what are some advice that you would give someone that is maybe reflecting on their year? They feel exhausted, like coming into the new year, like what advice would you give them? I think taking some time off and pushing the reset button. There's like, I think I've said it before on the podcast, but when we're only taking care of the urgent and not the important, it can kind of exhaust us because we're working and we're working and we're working, but we're just taking care of like maintenance and we're not really getting ahead. And that's why I keep saying I'm so excited to dream. Um, We cancel youth group for the last two weeks of December. um, And for that, and then I'm going to bring a guest speaker in on a Sunday so that I can have time to not take care of the important or not take care of the urgent, but I can take care of the important. So I want to sit down and do my entire game calendar for the year. So I know every game we're playing, I want to do my whole teaching calendar. I want to do my whole video calendar. I want to sit down and start 2018 just feeling ahead and feeling organized. And for me, that's a big recharge when I feel like I'm already ahead before I even start. It gives me a margin for creativity, margin for um, some different things, just like expanding your own leadership and things like that, because now you have time. So I think, you know, for all of us, just pushing that pause button and um, canceling some things, getting some guest speakers in, just bringing people in so that you can focus on uh, what you need to focus on and that being the future. So what about you guys? I I think I would just echo the sentiment that like there are some things at the end of things or the beginnings of things that it's okay to let go of. Uh, Some things that maybe you've been harboring that feel urgent or feel like, oh my gosh, I have to do this, I have to do this. Just let some of it go and begin to take the time to reflect to separate. I think that's the thing that we get so glued to whatever we're doing day to day, week to week, and reevaluate the difference between what I think I have to do and what is so or most important to do. Because we're all guilty of the tendency to be either more about what feels important instead of what actually is important. And then also 
know that the youth ministry landscape is built in a way to bring out some of our worst insecurities. And if you think that you are struggling with something or you're worried to talk about it or be honest about it, that it is only going to get better if you bring it into the light. And I just, I've met with too many people in the last few months, uh, had too many phone calls with dear friends and had too many honest battles in my own conversations and relationships that a lot of the things that we're most insecure about don't get better if we keep covering them up. And so, friend, if you're at the end of what feels like a term or your rope or at the end of a year and you don't know if you can do it again, make enough space to reevaluate not just the work, but where you are in the process. Mm, that's good. You know, I, I think for me, the, the big advice that I would give if, if you're feeling that way is it's not going to change unless you change something. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us, if 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 you're feeling this way, you can probably look back to the previous years and you're feeling the exact same way, right? And Chris, I, th- I, I, I think you hit the um, nail on the head when you were just talking about the, the planning aspect of things. You know, like when we're just chasing after those urgent things, you know, and we're not really setting up a rhythm, right, of our week and of our month and the way that we handle things then we're always going to be tired. But I think for each of us, we've got to figure out what's the sustainable pace for me to go to, right, Um, that really works. And not waiting until Wednesday morning or even Tuesday afternoon to, like, imagine a talk and write a talk and all those kind of things. There are so many of those things that with a little bit of preparation, a little bit of time, like, you can get ahead of, you can stay ahead of, and while even though the workload may not change, the feeling of stress that it's due tomorrow will diminish. And while the the workload doesn't change, the feeling of that work does. And so when we're working on things at a nice pace, and I, I know that for many uh, people, we almost they almost wear this like badge of procrastination. Right. It's like, oh, it's just how I work and function. You know, okay, well, that that may be fine for a season, but when you start talking about longevity of ministry, it's going to wear you out. It's going to tire you out. And and, and you'll also find that when you're planned like that, when awesome opportunities pop up, then you have space and time to walk into them to create something new that you wouldn't have had time to do um, when you're just trying to do the thing that's right in front of you because it's due tomorrow. Chad, with what you're talking about, one book um, that completely changed my internal rhythm to help me kind of get to that point was um, The Unhurried Life. It helped me see that I I had such a frantic internal pace that I, because I'm a type A, I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I am not like you talking about a procrastinator. I don't operate that way. I'm I'm often frantic and I'm trying to get stuff done. But I feel like what I do is I create unnecessary stress. Mm-hmm. And I read that book and it helped me see that um, my internal pace matching Jesus's mm-hmm. internal pace. 
Um, it doesn't mean I get any less done. It just means the way in which I approach my tasks and approach my schedule and approach my to-do list is very different. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have time to read over this um, holiday break, you know, one of my goals for this year is to make sure I'm reading at least one leadership or ministry book, you know, um, a month. But I would recommend an unhurried life. It just changed the the entire way that I work and the way that I see my work. So if you're feeling kind of that overwhelmed, frantic feeling on a regular basis, um, we're all busy, you know, but it, it has nothing to do with busyness. It has to do with how we're approaching well, what we yeah, have and I to think, do. Chris, that speaks a lot to the like, there's some kind of myth that like, oh, I'm just going to figure out how to get unbusy. Listen, you're always going to find ways to fill your time, but what you fill your time with is that's the battle. Like you're, you're not going to wake up and be like, man, I can't believe I have all this free space. Like it just, you're never going to, you're never going to just find free space, but you're going to have to make allocations, priorities, judgment calls for all those kind of things. And as I look back over episodes this year, I feel like there's a certain theme to that. As we, as we care about you, the youth worker, the youth minister, the student pastor, like this, this is the whole show has always been for you. And it's, there's an easy, there's an easy kind of temptation to always kind of manipulate or twist it for like, well, what can I use from this thing or this happening for my youth ministry? But this is for you, and this is a moment for you to reflect, a moment for you to think about your own situation, your own centeredness in the middle of your work and vocation. Because, friend, like the work will be there, but the calling is the thing that sustains you. So don't forget that in all the midst of this. All right, well, what he said about at the beginning, we are not actually going anywhere. After 9 is still going to be around. If you're subscribed or you're following, you don't have to touch that dial. You don't have to change anything. But beginning with next episode next week which is actually going to be a five-part series. So hang around and watch Monday through Friday. We will be officially changing our name to the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. And so the way that this works is that it'll be the same podcast, the same beautiful hosts every single week. But instead of the name of the podcast being After 9, After 9 for us will be now the style of interview you've become accustomed to with all of our fabulous guests over the last year and a half. So you don't have to change anything. After 9 is still a thing that exists in the youth ministry ecosphere. But for us, it is the style of interview that we'll do inside of the Youth Ministry Booster podcast. So don't worry about changing anything. We've actually got some really fun little gifties related to that in a couple weeks. But Hang on to that. We'll save that for later. But for for all of us, I guess this is the last episode this year with all three of us. So Chad, Kristen, any end of 2017 tidings or words or pre-2018's warm wishes for all of our folks? This is the last. This is it, people. Like, we're recording and then we're almost out for this year. <sighs> Zach, I forgive you for the Zorby. Mm. <laughs> I receive your apology and I thank you. I'll say this. You're welcome. I'll, I'll, Kristen, you you really brought this friendship <laughs> Blessed back. Blessed are the peacemakers. <laughs> um, I'll say this. If it made your kids happy, then I'm happy. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Aww. Man, I wish I wish we could all just have a group hug right uh, now. I don't, I don't really like this. She's not really a hugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only sentiment is, I hope you both have a great year. <laughs> Have a nice year. <laughs> I'll have a nice year. God, that was so creepy. Who says that? Oh, and by Murders. the way, that author is Alan Alan Fadley. Alan Fadley. Love it. Yeah. That's a made up name. She's just reading letters. That's a made up. Yeah, you just typed in some words. An unhurried life by Alan Fadley. 
Kristen, what for you? So All last right. last parting parting shot for everybody, 2017. What's your word? Leaders are learners. <laughs> Make sure. <laughs> and that's the intro for this episode. Bring <laughs> some books. <laughs>